Welcome back to How Did You Get Here, a Career Path podcast. This week, we're talking about what it takes to be a bakery owner. Hi, I'm Miranda. I own Flower Power in Westchester County. We've been open for three years now, but I've been a baker, oh my god, since I was 16. 12 years. Crazy. Jesus. Oh, I yeah. like that realization. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, uh, I got a notification on... Um, one of my social medias the other day, it was like 15 years of my handle. And I was like, oh my God, I've been glitter burrito on the internet for half my life. <laughs> like, yeah. That's actually an upsetting statistic. Please don't tell me. It's like, things. no one needs to know that. Uh, well, I love hearing your story. I'm excited for people to hear it. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay. I feel like every small child in the year 2000 wanted to be a marine biologist because of Lisa Frank's like dolphins jumping through leopard print rainbows like school folders 100% I think we all start there because in your mind it's like marine biologist dolphin yes (laughs) dolphins and seals and you know free willy had come out not too long before that so um no but I pretty quickly realized that I really did not like traditional school and I think around middle school entering high school I was like what can I do so I am the furthest away from this as possible (laughs) um and so I think I really started getting into baking like the summer of eighth grade like entering high school that was when I started spending too much money on butter in my parents house (laughs) Listen, the good quality butter is really what makes a lot of recipes, as you know. It's true. So. Do you remember kind of like what your first couple of bakes were that summer? Or oh like what God. you really got into? I think I messed up baking the Betty Crocker peanut butter cookie mix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like one of the first things that I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to be a baker when I grow up. And like proceeded to not be able to use baking mix yeah (laughs) (laughs) like baby stepping this one really and they're just like oh all right good luck with that (laughs) no I was gonna say I feel like that was like the first like I have such a vivid memory of messing that up um but then I think my mom sent me to like a cooking camp like we had this like cooking supplies warehouse-esque store over here and they did a camp where they kind of just taught kids the basics of cooking. Like, they taught you how to use a knife. They taught you how to use a stand mixer. And it was kind of it was kind of exciting. Like, I made my first ever frosting from scratch there. And then I went home, and they, like, gave you all the recipes, and they gave you a little toolkit. And so I think that was really when I had a skill. <laughs> I love – I also did a camp like that. It was uh, at a cook's warehouse. So, yeah, I think it was called, yeah, I don't think it was called Chef's Warehouse. It was called like Chef Central or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, I love, you know, what's funny is I can totally see you as a child being like, just knowing you for so long. Like I, I can see exactly you as a kid being like, yes, I can conquer this thing and I can figure it out, especially when it comes to baking because it is so precision driven versus, you know, cooking. Uh, which I know everyone points out, but it is, and I feel like whenever people are like, "Oh, I can't bake," and I'm like, you know, we do have YouTube now, <laughs> one. 
So if you can read and you can follow an instruction and look up an instruction of something you've never seen before on the internet, you can do it. You just have to follow instructions. And that's a struggle for people. Like, Zach won't bake. Listen, I was going to say, you know that the reading comprehension is scarily low in our society. So, (laughs) Yeah, it's jarring. Especially as someone who sells things online, creates marketing emails, gives instructions to customers. It is definitely, like, sometimes I feel like I could, like, stamp things on my forehead and it still would not sink in to a large percentage of the general population. (laughs) All I can think of is that DW from Arthur meme where it's like, do not enter. And she's like, I can't read that sign, so it's not for me. Yeah, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, what was your actual first job? My actual first job, I worked at a bakery. I... Yeah, I just jumped right in. I feel like it was like I made the decision. I was like, no, I will do only this. Maybe it's out of spite. Maybe it's like Taurus stubbornness. Like I've made up my mind, so this is it. Um, But yeah, we I had a sweet 16 and the bakery that I got my sweet 16 cake from, um, like in the middle of ordering the cake, my mom was like, would you hire her? And the woman was like, only after she turned 16 and she has to like come back on her own to apply for the job yeah. like you can't do it um and I did and so I worked there um for all of high school and I think my first year of college like I came back and like worked on school breaks and so I went from that bakery which was called Bee's Cakes it's in Armonk it's actually owned now by one of the girls I used to work with she took it over that's really cool um, and then I went to Baked by Susan, which is in Croton, and that was my internship. So at Johnson & Wales, you have to do an internship, like a working, I think it's like 40 hours a week for 11 weeks. Is this that in college your, or high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. That was Undergrad. in college. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, and so I did an 11-week internship with Baked by Susan where I learned, that's where I learned how to decorate cakes. And so I was, like, the little baby assistant to this woman named Dawn, who was their cake decorator. And there are still things that she's, like, told me during that internship that, like, haunt me every once in a while to this day. (laughs) The cake boss, Dawn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then I stayed with Susan for a little while after the internship, like, when I was home from school. And then I graduated, and I started working at another bakery. So I've always worked for women-owned bakeries. That is incredible. Like, I want people listening to appreciate what an amazing path that is and how much you've gleaned over the years. I feel like if you were going to make a a degree program specifically for opening a bakery, like, you kind of did it yourself. Yeah, and, like, I think I always tried to work – A, I feel like a lot of bakeries are owned by women. And the ones that are owned by men are not necessarily my vibe. Like, they're the older school, like, Italian bread. Like, it's just a different font of bakery than what I was into. Um, Still, like, we need them. Like, I need a place to get cannolis. Like, I need that kind of bakery in my life. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, And one of the things that I kept thinking in college um, was just if I work for a woman – I'm like her life could look like my life like all of them had kids all of them had families all of them did all these things and I was like wow like 
this is a pretty textbook example of like what my life could look like one day and I feel like I just very much like hyper fixated and honed in on it I had a binder I wish I still had it it's somewhere it's somewhere in my parents attic I swear but I used to have a binder that was filled with little one subject notebooks and I used to write down like recipes that I liked from all the places but also like things that they did that I was like I would never (laughs) I would never do that (laughs) it's a wrap (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like little things that I was like, this happened at work today and this is how it was handled. And I think that they were wrong. And this is what I would do. Um, and I mean, I worked for them. Like I didn't, until I had my, you know, shit together post-college, I don't think I ever really stood up to a boss, but I definitely had my, I had my opinions. <laughs> this is genius. And I need you to find that notebook and then change the names and just publish it as like a baker's (laughs) memoir do you know what I mean like that's you again literally took one of my other questions that I ask in the questionnaire to heart and kind of made your own textbook almost I did and I I feel like it's not normal is I feel like the one thing like I'm the oldest of my cousins, right? So I feel like I have two cousins who are still in high school or one just actually started college. And I feel like my aunt would always be like, how did you know? How did you know? And I just kept being like, this isn't normal. Like, I figured it out and I'm really, really lucky that I figured it out. But most people really don't. And I feel like there's a lot of discourse now about people who are my age, who are 28, and they're like, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, and I hate my life. Yeah. And I want a full-blown career change. And I think that's totally fine and totally normal. I was just lucky enough to, like, find a thing that clicked. And I just, I don't know. I mean, it's my own drive and my own way that I move through the world. But I really honed in. And I just feel like every time I worked somewhere, every time I bought a cake... I was just like internally and externally. I mean, I had an actual notebook, but I was just yeah. taking notes and like observing and having opinions and figuring out like what what do I want to be? That is huge because when you know who you are and kind of how you operate and that internal guidance system of your values and your work ethic and everything – it just makes everything else so much easier when you have such a clear goal. Because I was the same way about acting. I mean, we've talked about this one-on-one before, but you said you're so lucky. And of course, there's also there's always luck involved. But there's, I don't want you to discount that amount of hard work you put in. Because I don't think yeah. people realize, <laughs> they will get there, but they hear that you operate a bakery and they think you just were given a building to cook out of and that's the furthest from what actually happened or they think it's like cute fun sparkly rainbows that's like one of the biggest struggles I mean I I'm with Zach now we're engaged and I'm so lucky that he genuinely like respects like the profession he respects service industry workers but like I had so many exes so many guys that I dated in the past that I feel like they just looked at me and they were like oh this girl like plays easy bake oven all day and I'm like no I've moved 400 pounds of ingredients before 6 a.m like, <laughs> put some respect on my name literally <laughs> that's something else I've always been curious about because I bump up into it anytime I interview a very successful woman in any field is especially if they're straight and they have a partner who is 
you know, hetero, how do you just armor yourself against the criticism? Because it's usually from men, let's be honest. And it's usually from guys who think they could do your job better than you, even if they've never worked in your field before. I mean, how do you, where do you even start other than just I mean, believing I, in I yourself? I mean, I ended relationships over it. Like, I had bad first dates over it, and I just, I mean, it's rough out here. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm not in the dating scene anymore. <laughs> but, like, I really did. Like, I, I had people just outright be like, oh, so am I going to be, like, expected to support you? Or, like, wild things. And I was like, I, I hope not. That That's not the goal. Right. It's rough out here. Don't get me wrong. The first five years of a small business, I'm not, like, Mr. Monopoly or anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I don't know. So, you know, it's it, it was wild. And, um, you know, people have a perception of culinary school where it's for fun or it's not real school or you know it's not it's not the same as an, I mean my younger brother literally went to like a very prestigious engineering school and like double majored in like electrical and computer engineering and for a long time like I've done so much therapy about this I was like DJ is the smart one and I'm just me which and is it's like no- wild to think about I'm like <laughs> I'm literally sitting here, listener, like, I'm baffled because it's so easy to get caught up in that trap of how success is measured by everyone else around us versus how we measure it. There is just as much math and other sort of STEM, you know, basics required in baking and running a business as there is in any other engineering yeah. field like if we're gonna measure I mean it's it by, not theoretical you know. it's right. real like it's chemistry and it's fractions and scaling and things like that but you know I feel like especially when I graduated it was very much like if you're not in STEM if you're not a programmer yeah. if you're not in tech like you're done um and that was I mean it was scary it also was like you know service industry workers don't make a ton of money I was going into something that was way more specialized um you know I wasn't going to be a production baker I wasn't going to be the person who gets somewhere at 4 a.m and like only makes one product all day I wanted to do cake decorating which is a higher paid role um I also wanted to work for myself and I knew that I was willing to take a you know a significant difference in pay like I could go work for cake decorators get paid bank in Westchester like some of them are like in the 35 to 55 dollar an hour range or they work for themselves out of their house so it's just a different ball game but I was like I want to make the rules like I want to make the rules I want to make my own schedule if I need to make a doctor's appointment and all they have available is like 11 30 on a Tuesday right it's fine (laughs) (laughs) well before we get to far away from the education side of things um what did you feel like either in school out of school or both that you learned was just super beneficial to deciding to open the bakery versus you know actually having opened and operated one for three years now um so it's funny I so I went to Johnson and Wales in Providence I did their baking and pastry program which is two years so I have my under my my associates is in baking and pastry 
and my bachelor's is in food service entrepreneurship, which is weirdly specific. Um, I've never heard of a bachelor's yeah. <laughs> degree being in that, so I'm like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> um, and so what I did really like about college, again, I was coming from like Catholic high school in Westchester, where it was very much like you sit in this classroom, look at the smart board, memorize the things, do the tests, take a regents, graduate. I had like the guidance counselors trying to convince me to like apply to Ivy League schools. <laughs> Just to, like, increase stats. But I was like, uh, there's CIA and Johnson and & Wales, and I'm applying to two schools, and if I don't get in, e. <laughs> like, yes. we'll have, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> um, but I really liked that Johnson & Wales started you off in the kitchen. So literally day one of school, you're, like, up, and you all look like little ants, Everyone's dressed in their chef way. It's, it's like 5.30 in the morning. You get, like, checked, and then you go, and you're in a kitchen. And so every day, you work a shift, basically. So, like, class for baking, I think, like, I was there at, like, 6.30 in the morning, and I left at 1.30. And I was in a kitchen every day. And Just it was the total real. opposite of every college schedule normally, you know? Yeah, and, like, I... I had bread class, I had cake class, I had chocolates class, like, and every, I think it's nine days. I think you're on a nine-day nine unit cycle. So for 11 weeks, every nine days, you learn a different skill. Wow. Yeah. It's intense. If you miss two days of one class, you have to retake it. Wow. That's I'm... how, I don't, I'm, I think that's probably still how it is. I don't know how they would do it any other way. This is like butter boot camp. Yeah, it kind of was. Um... And, like, you literally got recipes, were shown how to make it once, and then your test was make the recipe without help. Or, like, make the recipe, change the flavor, or, you know, just things like that. So I do feel like they did a really good job of shaping my actual practical knowledge of what my day-to-day work would look like, especially out of school. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and I felt like it was well-rounded. Like, if I wanted to go be a bread baker, instead I could have done that. If I wanted to go work at, like, a bougie hotel and make tiny little desserts on tiny little fancy plates with gold leaf, I could have done that. Um, so I, I did really like that. And again, I used to struggle through tests, through writing papers. And I think the first paper I wrote in college was like write about the history of the chocolate chip cookie and like again the expectations I think it's like kind of there for syllabus like curriculum sure because they're giving you like an actual college degree at Johnson and Wales so I do think there's some like state requirements in terms of like they need to write this many papers I don't think they care that much about what the papers are about not gonna lie I feel like those were graded very generously <laughs> Um, but I was like, oh, I could, I could write five pages about a chocolate chip cookie. Easy. (laughs) Um, so I feel like that switch also like built my confidence as a student a lot. I went from being like, I got a like 31 on the trigonometry regions. And listen, it, it was hard. I think for, like, the final question, I just drew a picture and turned in the paper and was like, it is what it is. Like, 
I've never related to you more. Yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was really, like, I wasn't a confident student. I was, like, yeah. anxious test taker. I would procrastinate all of my homework to the last minute. And I went from, like, C's. Like, I didn't fail any classes, but, like, I wasn't thriving. To being, like, dean's list every trimester for four years of college. Because it was, like, finally something I liked. I could not give two shits about geometry right. when it's not in relation to how to cut a cake. Like, <laughs> If they taught cake geometry, I would have never missed a class. Like, full stop. No. I would have been in every, yeah. every lecture. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really just the education became so much more about what I actually thought was cool. And it made it so much easier. It was just... You know how, like, I feel like kids, when they get, like, a little badass, and they're like, how is this ever going to be used in real life? Yeah, like, fifth or sixth grade, they start popping yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, on one hand, you're not wrong. This is That is a, a good question to ask. But it was every single class I had, up until, like, really, like, the last, like, you need to take a microeconomics class to get yeah. a degree. But almost every single class I had related to food food marketing um we did like a food science class like all of it even some of the business degree stuff was all in relation to food or you could make it in relation to food yeah that's amazing I don't think many people get that education on such a like you said literally micro level of going okay here's the prerequisites that we have to have to get this degree and then my program has tailored it to exactly be related to this degree. I mean, we had stats for psych and that was about it. Everything else was like gen, gen ed and then the actual, you know, degree classes. But I love that they just went so in depth with that uh, track. Um, is that where you would suggest people go? Like if they're interested in baking, even if they're not from the area? I think so. I think there, there's like a couple of campuses um, oh, okay. Now, so I think there's a different. I think Rhode Island is like the main one. Like they have like a five floor culinary building. I loved it there. I also thought being in Rhode Island for college was really fun. Like the weather was a little rough. Don't get me wrong. Like it's New England. <laughs> right. Noah Khan has warned us. <laughs> but like, you know, I I really did like it there. I liked that. Like it felt like everyone in the city of Providence was my age. I know that there's other people who live in the state of Rhode Island that are not in college, but I feel like the town itself was very geared towards students, which was really cool. Um, And, like, CIA, there's nothing wrong with it. It just was not for me. It was, like, very much more military vibes. Like, if you don't do it exactly... Like, I feel like creativity isn't didn't seem to be as encouraged when I was looking at school. I don't know what it's like now. This was like, I was looking back in 2013. Yeah. No one fight me. But like, (laughs) I do feel like it was very much like, you're going to do what we tell you to, and you're not going to like color outside the lines was more the vibe that I got back then. And I just, it wasn't for me. But I do think that like, if you want to work in like a fancy Michelin star restaurant, They'll get you whipped into shape for it. So. It sounds like it. It's very yes, chef. I'm yeah. very intense. I don't think it's as close to like the regular jobs that people end up with. 
And you can also just, like, go work your way up. You don't need to go to... I knew that I want... A, my parents were very adamant about me getting some sort of degree, and they did want it to be general enough that, like, if I did get through college, I could just apply for jobs where, like, the requirement was a bachelor's degree. That was important to them. Um, But I also just knew that, like, I wanted to run something. I wanted to manage something. Um, And typically, those jobs, I still think for now, even do require some sort of specialized education degree. Well, what was the turning point in your career? And I know everyone has several, but when did you specifically decide, okay, I'm going to open up my own and then get your partner involved, meaning your business partner, not your, (laughs) not Zach? (laughs) Um, So I graduated in 2017. And in 2018, I started working for a very new bakery. I think I literally like did my job interview and they still had like newspaper on the windows kind of thing. Um, and I was kind of the only kitchen employee. There were a few people who like came and went throughout the year. Um, but I was like 21 years old and basically put in charge with the help of the owner to like figure out what we were going to sell every day, figure out how we were going to produce it, figure out how we were going to store it. And it was hard, but To this day, I don't know that I would have survived year one of flower power without working that job. Um, I think the first year of owning any business, but specifically for me, a food service business, is the most insane thing that I've ever experienced to this day. Um, And that's like coming from someone who was on Tumblr in their 2010s. (laughs) So like, it just... I just feel like I learned so much there and I really hit my one year mark. Um, And I think I tweeted that I was like, I think soon I might give notice at my job, but I really want to find like a mentor, maybe someone who's not going to be my direct competition, but like just someone to talk to me about like what it's like to own a business. My boss literally saw my Twitter screenshotted it, I think, or like brought it up to me and was like, so what are we doing? It was simultaneously, yeah, (laughs) literally, Um, and it was terrifying because I very much was like, I don't know if I was actually ready for this yet, but okay. (laughs) Um, And so that was sort of the moment where I was like, oh, all right, I fucked around on the internet and found Found out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Digital Um, footprint. Yeah, digital footprint's very real. Um, So I did end up giving, I gave them one month notice. I trained my replacement and I left and I took a job as like an office admin for a summer because I was like, I just need to be able to leave work at work and I'm going to grind flower power. (laughs) Um, And... I really just, like, sat down. I started making a business plan. I started thinking about a website. And at the time, I was still super close with Lauren. We had taken every, literally every single class together through college. (laughs) This is, like, maybe an unhealthy, it's maybe an unhealthy attachment, but it's okay. I love (laughs) it. Um, 
we lived like we were roommates and we stayed really close after we left um and I just I remember hitting her up and being like hey like let's go like for girls weekend like let's talk like let's really talk about yeah what do we want to do with our lives and that was like the summer of 2019 yeah it was the summer of 2019 and we were both you know, I was now out of the kitchen, but she was essentially like running, but not really given the title of running a bakery in Brooklyn wow. where she was living. And I was like, if we're going to do this forever, we should do it for ourselves. And like, you kind of want to do the same thing that I want to do. So neither of us is leaving New York. Why don't we do it together? Um, was sort of my proposition for her. I always say that I proposed to her. Um, <laughs> I'm picturing and, you with one yeah. of your donuts. It's like a mini donut. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, and so she like, you know, took it. She talked to she's her now husband. They talked it through. And he was like, all right, like, what's the plan? Like, how are we going to roll this out? Like, it's got to be slow and steady. Y'all have student loans. Like, yeah, there's still bills to pay. You can't just, like, quit everything. <laughs> and there's no money right now. Like, neither of us are wealthy. Um, you didn't have, like, an angel investor at the beck and call right away. We tried. We, we I... like, shark tanked ourselves. And everyone was like, we had one guy who I think was straight up, like, I'll give you half a million dollars right now if you agree to never open a retail store and I was just like "Mm, thank you I don't think that's like what we want though and for that reason I'm out (laughs) and for that reason I'm out (laughs) (laughs) so you know we we both like took a chunk of money invested into the business we menu planned we designed a website um, our timing was freaky and fortunate. So we, I think, finished designing our website, like, the end of 2019. Um, and Lauren was still at her job, like, working to become part-time. And I think I had just fully left, like, my office job. And I was nannying and doing childcare stuff around Westchester. Um, and... COVID hit in March. Lauren's job immediately fired their entire staff and closed down because they were in Brooklyn. Um, Obviously, everyone that I was doing childcare for was like, we don't want anyone in our house. Um, Right, and also the kids are home, so. And right, and the kids are home and we're all home and we don't need anyone else in this house. Um, And so I think, you know, we stayed home for like those first two weeks. I mean, again, Brooklyn was crazy during COVID. Um, New Rochelle, which is like where we live, where me and Zach live now, was like literally, I think, the first reported case of COVID (laughs) in the United States. It was like some businessman who like went to, I think, yeah, I don't know. Public Um, enemy number one. Um, On site. So it was, it was wild. Like we're very close to the city. Um, and I think everyone was very scared and we stayed home for two weeks and at one point we were like, well, you haven't left your house and I haven't left my house. 
so I can just come to your house, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing, right? So she literally threw out deep COVID. We would like, she would live in my parents' house with me because I was still living at home with my parents and yeah. she would just like come and we would have these like two week sleepovers and just like recipe test figure out things and we came up with this whole menu geared towards all of the events people were missing out on um so it was like birthday party in a box baby shower in a box engagement party in a box like that was it wasn't supposed to be the launch of flower power but that was sort of the launch that we were gifted by the universe (laughs) and twitter was still cool yeah. at the time and <laughs> so that was like our main marketing and I feel like I had kind of live tweeted growing up a on Twitter like I, I got my Twitter junior in high school so like I had been tweeting through my life um I still don't really know why anyone cared but they did um and so I tweeted through this process of launching the website and people really loved the story I think a lot of people had tried our stuff before and this was like way more official than me being like fill out this google form and venmo me and i was gonna say the very first thing i ordered from you was ye old twitter days was with the google form and the venmo and i think i got like the blondies because that's my favorite thing that you guys make and i well made at the time and i was just like i'm in (laughs) yeah and i used to like make graphics on microsoft powerpoint (laughs) I used to make graphics on PowerPoint, screenshot them, tweet them, and it would be like, this is the menu. There would be no pictures, no, like, there would be, like, a gentle description, but, like, nothing in depth. You would just Venmo me, a stranger, and then... I just trusted that you weren't going to kill me with your food. I was like... Well, it was wild, too, because it was so many people from, like law twitter which a lot of them are like anonymous and i at one point i was like i feel like i'm a keeper of like the twitter identities like you are for a while (laughs) yes i was like i was like well my name's already out there but i was like i'm gonna order these boxes for people that you know their birthdays and stuff like that because birthday in a box was one of the very first things that i ordered during the pandemic where i was like okay it is real life now like we are in the thick of it if i'm ordering a birthday in a box we're in the thick of it you know yeah And it was just, you know, little things to try and bring joy to people. Exactly. Um, The cookie decorating kits, too, were a big one. The decorating kits, I feel like, were, there were so many parents who just, like, DM me, and they were like, thank you. This was one activity. The days are so (laughs) long. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know if it really helped in the long run, because you just gave your kids a lot of sugar. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Applied them with sugar, but hey, it kept them occupied for like 40 minutes. You got to spark joy somehow. And then I think it was Easter. So we were doing this and it was like we were getting, I don't know, like 10 orders this week. Like we were getting like consistent orders. We were sending out something every single week. And I think we were averaging maybe like 30 to 40 orders a month. And we were like, this is great. (laughs) Living the dream. Um, And all of a sudden, Easter rolls around. And our Easter menu is pretty cute. Like, I stand by it. We haven't changed much over the years. But, like, it's cookies that look like peeps. 
It's cookies that look like eggs that come in a little egg carton, and you get this, like, edible, you know those coloring books that you, like, wet? Yeah. Yeah, you, like, wet a paintbrush and, like, wet the paper, and it becomes watercolor paints. It's that but cookies. It's so cute. Our sugar cookies, I think, are delicious. And everything's just colorful and fun and festive. And I think Darth, who is slumbering currently, I think, for the winter, um, Darth retweeted... I think I had, like, a time-lapse video of me painting the paint-your-own-eggs. Yes. And it, like, went, for me, viral. I don't think it would be considered viral in, like, today's standards. Mm, I I think it would. But that's just my memory of... uh, The moment. Yeah, I vividly remember you being like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. It was literally me being like, I didn't think to put limits on anything (laughs) before I tweeted. (laughs) Like, there was no, like, now we're like, okay, we can only produce this many of this in this time. But I think I literally had set, like, the stock of everything to, like, 100. And just was like, we'll never sell that many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think at one point there was, like, over a 1,000 people on our website. And me and Lauren were just like, I didn't, we didn't have, I hadn't even turned off, like, the push notifications for Shopify. That's, like, where we were at. Like, I just was, like, like, I don't even remember what the sound is for Shopify because I've now had them muted for a little while. But, like, I think it's, like, a little cash register, like, cha-ching, honestly. Yeah. And, like, I was just staring at my phone in fear. And I think Lauren (laughs) called me and she was, like, what's happening? And I was, like. I don't know, but I feel like we shouldn't stop it. Like, I think this is good. Um, my dad never really stayed home from work. Like, he was um, working on – he is in construction project management. So he was, like, building the triage hospitals, but also, like, regular hospitals, financial institutions, things like that. So he never really stayed home that long during COVID. He was still going to work. Um, and he came home, and it was, like – East, the week leading up to Easter, and I think Laura and I were fully on the floor in the basement, surrounded by cookies that look like peeps <laughs> and pastel curling ribbon. <laughs> Just like sweatshop, like curling ribbon. Hadn't eaten. He was like, the oven is running upstairs, and we're like, yeah, we have a timer set. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like, my parents have a normal, like, my parents have a normal house with a normal oven, so it's like two racks with like a normal sheet tray that can bake 12 cookies at a time so we could bake 24 to 36 cookies every nine minutes that's like that was what we were working with when we started picturing like santa's elves level of of chaos deranged it was (laughs) it was an insane experience um and so my dad comes home from work literally pokes his head and like looks around at us and it's just like if it's gonna be like this you gotta go somewhere else oh dad yeah (laughs) and we were like well we have to just see if it's like a fluke or not um and so we kind of stuck it out and you know people who got easter stuff became returning customers it was very much a oh i got something cute from this place and now i'm gonna send it to like a group of people um 
it was a lot of people who were like, normally we all travel to see each other for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to just send this to all the households. A lot of that sort of stuff happened. Um, but we ended up signing our lease in deep COVID pre-vaccine times, June 2020. We like found our retail space. And we were sp- this was supposed to be like slow scaling. We were supposed to start online and then we were supposed to go to farmers markets and still have a part-time job. And then we were maybe going to rent like a 900 square foot total space and not hire anyone and just see what happens and take it slow. And that was just not what happened. No, the universe quite literally said, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here. It's now or never. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of the um, surprise shouty. Like yeah, that's all literally. I <laughs> you guys have just grown so quickly, and I don't want people listening to take all of this in and think that a it has to be that fast, or b that oh. it can't be that fast. Do you know what I mean? Like on both sides of the coin. Yeah, and it definitely was a lot of things fell into place, and. Again, signing a lease during COVID, I think we have more negotiating power than a commercial tenant ever really has had. Um, We were able to, like, really heavily negotiate down our rent. We were able to negotiate a hefty rent abatement period to do our renovations. But, like, we signed a lease. Our retail, like, the top floor of our space is 1,500 square feet, and then we have another basement. We have a basement downstairs. So, like... We ended up in, like, a huge space, but again, it was just, like, me and Lauren, the little standing guy emoji, staring at each other, being like, what have we done? <laughs> uh, so, like, it it was a violent learning curve. Like, I will say the first two years were two of the hardest years of sure. my life. Just, like, I didn't know. And I had, you know, I had all my little notes. I had my education. I had work experience like I had been working in this environment for so long but we we had our grand opening with no staff and then 400 people came through the store in one day and we were like huh (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) and obviously like grand opening is a different animal and things level out and slow down and become more consistent than the first like three to four months of business are I think that's pretty normal but we just we had no idea suddenly we were like we need to hire someone we need a bookkeeper we need to figure out an employee handbook we need to have rules we need a time clock for people to punch in and punch out um we need a window washer which is so (laughs) like just little things that we were just kind of We figured a lot of it out as it happened. Um, And I don't know that there was any other way to do it for us. I don't know if you can ever really prepare. Unless you're like a seasoned restaurant group, restaurant manager who's done this a thousand times. Like, I'm just a normal little guy. (laughs) (laughs) just a girl (laughs) just a girl Um, I mean it really speaks to though you were so prepared you had everything done air quotes right with the associates and the bachelors and having these baking experience literally your only jobs ever being baking being underneath like you said women-owned businesses and still there were things you had to learn 
hands-on. Like that's huge. And I want people to take away uh, an encouraging fact from that, you know, not like, oh, well, I, I didn't have that same experience, so I just can't do this. Because I admire the preparation that it took to even get to the undergrad part and be so set on that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it was a lot of moments of, am I going to die? Yeah. Probably not. Like, <laughs> Felt. Um, Felt. it didn't kill me. It was hard. I mean, it was long days. We would get there at 4.30 in the morning and like my dad who had a f- his own job was pulling up to the bakery after he was done with work to like help us wash dishes so we got home by 7 p.m. Um, Bless. And like eventually like the right staff found us like we hired good people we slowly started to have a life again it it all happens but even now it's like we lived through 2023 and we still sat down we were like okay our goals for 2024 to like create documentation for procedures and have things clearly written out and have training manuals and have these checklists and sign-off sheets and create all these things so so much doesn't have to live in our brains because that is like the hardest part is it it doesn't the bakery closes the bakery's closed at 6 p.m but if something happens to a staff member or if something happens to someone's order it's not closed i have to deal with it i can choose how i deal with it of course i can say like i've received your message i'll get back to you when i'm at the store but sometimes you don't have that luxury um so that's like more of our goal now i feel like the first two years it was like holy shit we have startup loans we have bills to pay we like have to figure this out what are we selling like how do we how do we keep this rolling how do we expand because now we have overhead um and so that was like the first two years and i feel like this is the first year where we're like we're gonna hone it we're gonna make it the way that we want it to be a lot of it was i mean the first year i always say like the first three high school girls who work for us like they saw too much they saw too much um because we were just like living on the edge we were just trying our best um and i mean they figured it out and they did the best that they could but like they didn't even get we trained them but it really it was i need you to stand here and make a coffee because i have 500 scones to go make <laughs> and i can't do both um so we've it's been like a honing process now mm. i feel like it's been like the last six months but now it's really that's our focus for 2024 really well i have a feeling what your answer is going to be but i always like to start to wind things down with do you feel like you've made it and if you have what is it (laughs) and if you don't then what keeps you going i feel like i have achieved my dream but now i'm living my dream i don't know if i've made it I don't know. I feel like my pers- like the way people perceive me is that I have made it. And I do feel like being able to say like I have achieved the top of my career goal at 2025 is amazing. But I think like my personality is like but it's not perfect yet. The bakery isn't perfect yet. Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever be, right? Um but I don't know. I mean, we made 
I, I actually know I had the thought of I made it when Martha Stewart ate her birthday cake. Okay, <laughs> I wanted you to tell the story, but I didn't want to push you if you didn't want to talk about it. When Mar- Listen, y'all, when Miranda posted to her Instagram story that she was making Martha Stewart's birthday cake, Y'all know that I'm a huge Martha fan. I lost my ding-dang mind. I was like, please tell her I love her. Tell her just I want to know everything. Like, what was – did they just call you and they were like, hey, we we need you to make a cake for Martha Stewart? Basically, so she has this uh, joint birthday party every year. Um, It's at one of her friend's properties um, in Westchester. So the party planner called – And she was like, I need you to make party favors. One of the things that we do for a lot of our corporate clients is this edible image printing. So she wanted a picture of Martha printed onto cookies. And I said, I'll do it, but only if I can also make her birthday cake. (laughs) What fucking ovaries of steel. I... (laughs) This is why Miranda is my, like, hero. You guys have just, like, yes, boss babe moves. Like, <laughs> And I I felt like I was giving birth the whole party. So we were at the party. <laughs> and, and it was, I mean, New York had a heat wave last summer. So I feel like it was, like, a delicious 98 degrees with, like, 40% humidity. Like, it was toasty out and all of our cakes are real buttercream there were more dowels inside this cake than I've ever put inside anything else (laughs) but we made this cake and it was on display outside for the whole party and I just kept being like do you think it's okay do you think it's okay (laughs) like and when she cut it she was like oh those layers are beautiful and I was like dead and then she like took a bite and she was like, oh, that's delicious. And I blacked out. I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> you would have had to transport me via like stretcher, like on a cartoon. Yeah. Like I was like astral field. projecting. <laughs> <laughs> this ascending. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I definitely had that moment where I was like, wow, like this is real. This is my real life right now. Um, and that felt amazing. And we won, we won a Best of Westchester we um, last year, and we're finalists this year again for Best Bakery, Best Wedding Cake. So I feel like we got so many awards last year, and it felt really good to be recognized. And it's like I'm in those categories with all the women I used to work for, which is such a wild thing. It's like Best American Bakery in Westchester, and it's like, Flower Power, Bees Cakes, Baked by Susan, like all of these women that I know and I respect so much and like want to see them succeed. Um, And so it's great that like that's my competition because I'm just genuinely excited for like whoever gets the win. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm a player on the field and I feel like it's it was a dream for so long and it was literally my life's work. Um, and I hope it gets to be my life's work for the rest of my life for as long as I'm able to like make cake every week. (laughs) Well, as long as there are people being born and being married and graduating and having anniversaries, I think you guys have a very solid customer base. Um, plus you're very adorable storefront now that I want to see in person very much, um, it's we have to get so you up cute. to New York. <laughs> I know. Been busy. But I just 
cannot say enough how grateful I am for you sharing all of this experience and this knowledge because like I said I just admire your work ethic and the drive so much and beyond the friendship just on a professional level I always say like you're one of my okay make a Miranda proud or like you know make my best friend Charlotte (laughs) proud like women that I really admire who are who are at the top of their game at you know in the middle of life happening or all around us (laughs) well that means a lot I mean you are a powerhouse in your own field oh please well if people uh want to visit the bakery or order something from you plug yourself plug the bakery tell them where to find you flower f-l-o-u-r it's a little word pun so f-l-o-u-r power ny.com flower power ny on all socials and then i'm on twitter and blue sky at bake by the pound and that's its own form of chaos so it is and it's how we became <laughs> friends so i'm forever grateful for twitter existing when it did because listen i always say we did two tours in the tumblr wars <laughs> like we, we, we were in did. the trenches but we also i feel like experienced twitter at its best we like. did two two thousand nine to like twenty eighteen. Twitter was kind of peak. I feel like peak, so. Peak, peak, peak. Oh, what a good time! Well, it'll be in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and you can leave me voicemails. There will be a link in the show notes. And until next time, bye, y'all.